we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 21st, 2019. This next report, which is segueing from the last, is illegal immigrants bringing a wave of infectious disease into the United States while Democrats cheer and demand vac mass vaccinations of all Americans. So they're bringing the disease in, cheering that on, open borders, the blood of all of these the, the, the children that have been killed and sold into human sex trafficking and all the, the, the women that have been raped making the journey and all the children that have been raped and, and all the human sacrifice and all the drugs that are being brought over and all the, the crime and all the disease that's being brought. They're cheering all that on. And I'm sure a lot of the Republicans are too. Republicans in name only type of thing. Um, they're cheering all that on. And, but at, at the same time, they're saying you better be vaccinated. You better not say a word about vaccinations or we're going to um, throw you in prison. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to take away your business. We're going to, we're going to take away your website. We're going to throw you in prison. How dare you? Because we're Satan and we know what's best for you. And you better shut your mouth devil because we're coming for you. If you open your mouth now, like I said, bring it, bring it. Cause I'm not shutting up unless God says to shut up. This is just way, way too important to not get this word out. And again, I don't know how long we even have left where this word can go out unless some radical things happen in the next very short time period, you know. Government officials stationed at the U.S.-Mexico border are now seeing an alarming surge of infectious disease among illegal aliens. They always call them migrants. They're migrating like a flock of geese. Oh, we're just migrating. No, you're, you're illegal alien invaders is what you are. And I feel sorry for the children that are that are being brought up here and put in the middle of all this garbage. They shouldn't be put in that position. That's horrible. But it's the adults that are, you know, and then George Soros and all these other ones that are, you know, giving them money to come up and, and doing all of these things to, you know, get them up here as quick as possible. Reports indicate that they are referring upwards of 50 people per day for urgent medical care, including cases of flu and tuberculosis. Remember what I said about tuberculosis? Most of these cases are children, and nearly a third of the sick are children under the age of five. At the border, authorities say that this wave of illness is unlike anything they've ever seen before. But we need open borders, remember. We, they're, they're, you know, anything less is just total, uh, we have a totally open borders. It's just uh, not politically correct if we don't have that. The report is the result of a massive investigation which was launched after two illegal immigrant children died in the U.S. hospitals in December of 2018. As data shows, dozens of sickly children are turning up at the border on a daily basis. Officials conducted a full review of every child in the custody of Customs and Border Patrol. CBP Commissioner Kevin McLean um, has stated that most of the sick children were unwell when they entered the United States. Many were ill before they departed their homes, he said. We're talking about Cases of pneumonia, tuberculosis, parasites, these are not things that developed urgently in a matter of days, the commissioner continued. In many, and all, again, all this is being done by design. In many cases, the Washington Times reports the parents of these children are hoping to use their kids to avoid deportation because they care about their kids so much. They're wanting to ride their coattails so that they can, uh, they can avoid deportation. They could care less if that kid dies, you know, after... You know, as long as they're not deported is the way I feel about it. I mean, you know, you're putting your kid at risk. Actions speak louder than words. 
In addition to the surge of sickness, federal agents also report there's a new trend of smuggling operations using commercial buses to hasten the transport of illegal immigrants, aliens, from Central America to the USA with the ability to cross the border in just a week. I mean, I guess they can go all the way from the bottom of Mexico to the top in a week, I think is what they mean. They say now it's much easier for sick people to come. He added that the faster trip also gives confidence for parents to bring younger children, coupled with a 2015 ruling from an Obama-appointed judge that forces the government to either separate their parents and children or release them. So there's more pressure to release them rather than separate parents and children because they're going to you know, act like... Many times it's literally the child sex trafficker that's bringing the children. The parents aren't even there. And they have these children, but they act like they're their parents. So that they, but then they, they, they throw this big stink up about, oh, you're separating children. So much of the time, and the majority of the time, it's a, it's a child sex trafficker bringing the child up. Promising the parents, oh, they're going to have a better life in America. While they're literally going to be sold into sex slavery and or human sacrifice and or pedivore, pedo predator type activity. That's what's going on. So that's no surprise there's been another tremendous uptick in illegal immigration as liberal states like California adopt increasingly expansive policies to not only shelter illegal immigrants, but also provide them with health care and other benefits. It should surprise no one that thousands of people from Central America are now trying to cross the border by any means possible. According to reports, it's not uncommon for children to be used as pawns while parents who are hoping that having a kid with them will preclude them from deportation. How sick. I mean, you've got to be really sick, evil, twisted, self-centered man. While the liberal left loves to whine about vaccination rates here in America and insists that unvaccinated kids are the enemies of public health, no such rhetoric is present when liberals are discussing all the diseased masses pouring over the border due to illegal immigration. While the left may pretend to care about infectious disease and public health, it seems to be towing the party line and keeping Big Pharma happy are the real priorities. Yep. Then we have this. We were warned hospitals turning down visitors, pestilence spreading in USA, TB, and measles. Matthew 24, verse 7, which regarding the end times that we're, we're in moving into. For nation shall rise against nation, this is Jesus Christ talking, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. That diverse means um, diverse, like divers. There's many multitude of places around the earth, and we're seeing we're seeing all these things. And then he, and then it ends by saying, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So we're just getting cranked up. Is basically what Jesus is saying here. I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but that's what the Bible does say. In one of the oldest books in the world, the Bible, we were warned that in the last days, the days leading up to the return of Christ, there would be increased earthquakes, famines, pestilences all over the globe. Coincidentally, this is exactly what we're witnessing. Okay, so let's go ahead and play this video. Hi everyone, Lisa Haven here, and I've got a critical report to share with you, and that is this. 
Over the past couple of months, we've had caravan after caravan after caravan arrive at the United States border. And as I stated in prior reports, there has not been any proper vetting of these migrant caravans. And unfortunately, many are sent all over the United States of America, many carrying and harboring things like tuberculosis, things like the measles and polio-like viruses, the flu, and many other diseases. And as I warned in my report, we would see an uptick in these particular viruses. And guess what? Here we are in January 2019, and I've got literally 10 to 20 different articles of different viruses and bacteria that are spreading here in America, which I believe could very well be linked to the migrant caravan. Now that said, uh, we are in the normal flu season. However, the hospitals are encountering a lot more than just the flu. In fact, many are closing their doors to visitors. Now, before I get into that report, I want to give a quick shout out to my partner and friend at noblegoldinvestments.com. If you have not had the opportunity to convert your 401k into something backed uh, by gold, silver, or precious metals, now is the time to do so. As you know, the economy is not on a stable path. Now, I personally, I'd be all for saying to convert it to gold, but I would never tell you to convert it to a gold IRA. Anything that's in paper is is you could lose it in a, in a heartbeat i mean if, if they go and they do declare martial law and and they declare a banking holiday and then they crank back up you could have all of your savings and all of that could be gone literally overnight unless you possess it it could be gone overnight and the only way to really possess it is either gold silver or precious metals as far as i know now obviously then you've got other things like food and water and and other things that, you know, even I told you before about like having those masks and things of this nature, that would be, you know, you can't, if, if all you had was gold and silver and things went dark, you can't eat gold or silver in that regard. Gold and silver to me would be something that you would want to have um, after you've got this other stuff bought, like, you know, you know, food and, and, and water and if you feel like firearms, these types of things. And then the, the pandemic prepping. And then if you have anything left over, if you feel led, if God is convicting you, then, you know, gold and silver. So, I, but a gold IRA, come on. So check it out and call the number in the description box below. All right, back to the broadcast. As I stated earlier, while we are in flu season, it's not just the flu that is breaking out. Let's go straight to the report so you can see it for yourself. Here's the first one, WashingtonTimes.com, published December 31st, 2018. Tuberculosis, flu, infections rampant as the number of sick migrants surge at the border. Border authorities are referring 50 people a day for urgent medical care, including tuberculosis, flu, and even pregnant women about to give birth, a top official said Monday, saying it's- Of course, because they want to have their anchor baby because they they come here they drop anchor they have the child dropping anchor and now that anchors the the mom and the baby to this soil so they can become citizens i mean it's all by done by design on purpose it's wicked like anything they have ever seen before now that report was published on the 31st of december and here we are just nine ten ish days away and we're seeing an uptick 
and all of these things. Check out this next report here. This one is on Crone.com, published January 7th, 2019. CDC, Texas has highest number of children affected by mysterious polio-like illness. Alabama.com, January 9th, 2019. Hepatitis outbreak spreading in North Alabama. But and they're, they're showing the hepatitis A vaccine Havrics, and that one is cultured off aborted babies. That's one of the ones we read. And they're, they're literally showing a syringe what it looks like with that particular. It has the vaccine name on the side of it. Just Alabama. Here's one happening in Kentucky. AMnews.com, January 9th, hepatitis A, cases rise and boil. Dailymail.co.uk, January 8th, 2019, worst measles outbreak in decades sweeps New York as cases surge in Oregon, Washington, and abroad. At least 160 people in New York alone have been affected with the measles. Here's another city-pressnews24.com, published January 9th, foot and mouth disease outbreak could lead to technical recession and of course the flu csranews.com published january 9th 2019 flu season is here both georgia and south carolina hospitals expect a high number of flu cases now that's not the only thing there's also some mysterious deer virus that is similar to mad cow disease that's popping up in multiple states across the country check out this report here this is upi.com january 4th I mean, there's all kind of stuff that's going on mystery viruses and all these things i'm just touching on the stuff that's going on from the illegal aliens what they're bringing in but i mean you know there's all kind of stuff going on with this these similar to mad cow spreading in America's deer. IdahoStatesman.com, zombie deer disease is in Wyoming, it's in Montana, and how Idaho plans to keep it at bay. But don't worry, it's also in Indiana. RushVillerRepublican.com, December 31st, fatal deer disease likely spread to Indiana. Hmm. So all this disease and sickness happening in our country just within the past couple of weeks, it has exploded. Now we've had it off and on because more and more migrant caravans coming and see they're not being properly vetted. Back in the day, they would send them to Ellis Island. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. They would do that in order to clear them and quarantine them from being sick and infecting the public here in America. But that is no longer the case. They just let them go unvetted and spread disease like wildfire which is exactly they're trying they're no they're not trying they are using and again this is yet one more reason they're trying to bring the illegal aliens in they're using all of these illegal aliens and the muslims included in that i mean the, those they're just savages so much of the time the muslims i mean they're just they're, they're sanitation and they're just like oh they're pigs i mean some of the stuff i can't even get into that they do in, in islam uh, and a lot of these third world countries, I mean, they're using them as disease vectors. They're trying to spread the Ebola and all of these other different things. They're doing it on purpose, hoping that, you know, there's going to be some critical mass where enough of these diseased people get into the country that they're going to create a pandemic because we don't have like the necessary immunity because we're being exposed to things that, that we've never been exposed to before as a populace. That's why it's very important to build up and keep your immune system. Now, I'm not for all the, uh, you know, sticks and pokes and needles and vaccines that they want to give you. I am highly against that. 
please don't do that to your body. But this is being utilized as a sort of quote unquote uh, weapon to depopulate America. And they're taking advantage of the situation. Mind you, it's not just the caravan and immigrants coming off the border. Obviously, some of this can also start on its own. But here's the thing. Hospitals are starting to close their doors to visitors, not in one hospital, but multiple ones. Check out this report here. And this is usnews.com. January 9th, hospitals restrict visitors to curb spread of the flu. WCNC.com, January 10th, North Carolina hospitals restricting visitors to prevent the flu from spreading. Press of Atlantic City. Well, I mean, in a way, that's pretty wise, though. I mean, considering what that medical doctor was saying in the video previously, where, you know, if you come into the emergency room, you better take precautions. And I, I gave you some things you, you can do if you have to go to an emergency room. But, I man, I wouldn't be... I'd stay as far away from any kind of hospital as you could if you can do it. And the thing is, is if we do get into some type of pandemic scenario, the hospitals are going to be overrun instantly. And you, you're not going to be able to get any kind of real remedy there because it's going to be absolutely overrun with people that are in 100% total gonzo panic mode. And this is why you want to be prepared regarding having your own game plan, you know, of, of whatever, you know, the Lord has led you to do, whether you're growing like your own herbs, like echinacea and things of this nature in like an herb garden, or whatever, it's a little harder to grow in winter, but you can grow stuff inside and you can use lamps and things of this nature. But as far as I know, the most powerful thing I know of in a pandemic scenario would be the Invive Silver. Because I just don't know of a silver out there that's as stable for as long as it is that has those types of strengths. 5,000, 10,000, 10,007. Um, I just don't know anything that has that, that type of strength level. But there's also a lot, of, a lot of other aspects to the immune system. Like a good whole food vitamin C or like we said selenium if you're dealing with a virus especially. And um Calcium plays a big part in fueling the white blood cells, which is what, you know, helps to eradicate the pathogens. Uh, it has to have calcium in order to propel themselves to the target sites. So I've got, I've done studies where we've talked a lot about it, and then you have the whole vitamin D3. I mean, that's a gigantic one for um, the immune system. So th there, there's a lot of stuff that, that can be done. January 6th, high flu activity in New Jersey. Hospitals ramp up visitor restrictions. WSBT.com, January 10th, facing widespread flu activity. Some Indiana hospitals restrict visitors. And this screenshot here shows you that there's many, many more. I didn't have time to cover all the hospitals doing that. Now, some hospitals obviously do do that during the flu season. However, there is a little bit of an uptick and more of an uptick than late. So, all that to say, we were warned in the Bible that pestilence would increase in the end times, and we're seeing some of that, some of that due to natural causes, some of that due to the migrants that are coming across the border and not being properly vetted. This is why I agree with Trump. We need to get the wall built. It will prevent a portion of it, not all of it. It's still going to happen, but it's a step in that direction. We build gates around our own homes. We can build gates around our country to keep our country safe from things like MSM 13 gang members and drug runs and, and things of that nature. And in this case, uh, things that are not being properly vetted for. Anyhow, I'd love to get your thoughts, comments, and concern. Please leave those below. Uh, what is your take on all of this? Anyhow, 
I'm Lisa Haven, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the channel and share it far and wide. I'm Lisa Haven, signing out. Okay, so we have that. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just give, because I, I brought it up, and I didn't have this in, in the uh, teaching, but for your own for your own edification and knowledge base, here's just some of the things I recommend for cold and flu, okay, for cold and flu uh, season. And again, I give you the parameters for 5,000 part per million silver, which is what, now this would be like max, pretty much max dosage, one teaspoon for every 30 pounds of body weight per day if you have a virulent virus, you split up the dosage. Okay, and that's a lot of silver, but if you had something that was really, really bad, okay, you could do that. Hold each dose under the tongue for at least two to three minutes before swallowing. Longer is even better. If you put a little bit of pharmaceutical grade DMSO with the silver, it's going to penetrate even further. Okay, so that's something you can do to supercharge the silver. Food grade, pharmaceutical grade, you can get it on eBay. I don't sell it. DMSO. You, you can do a lot of stuff with DMSO, but you know, a couple drops with each dose, you're gonna get more out of the silver. You're gonna get more bang for the buck type of thing. You can use a drop of organic peppermint oil to kill the taste. Um, oh, I also told that one lady that was telling me, that asking me if I was trying to whatever, she was accusing me of this stuff. And I told her, I said, I don't own the company. I don't design the pricing. There's also a, a product out now. It's called Mito Copper, Glenn Kennedy. I think was the first one I heard about it. That is a very, very good antiviral. I don't sell it. I don't have access to it in my product line. But just key in Mito, M-I-T-O, copper. And, um, or you can go Glenn Kennedy or whatever and go through his site and buy it that, that way. Um, this is all stuff I'm thinking off off the top of my head. That is a very powerful antiviral. And that can have, that would be a very synergistic thing to do with selenium. And the silver. And I'm talking, we're talking worst case scenario stuff here. Okay, we really are. We're talking worst case scenario uh, things here. But these are things that if you had these on hand and you did, God forbid, contract a pandemic. Well, you would have tools in order to combat this. But if you're not prepared, then, you know, I just want to see, want to see you wind up at the mercy of the medical pharma cartel because when a pandemic strikes man that's right where they want you <laughs> they want you as helpless as possible so also taking a natural vitamin c is a major factor in dealing with virtually any immune system condition uh, i give the three that i recommend and sell here innate response c400 the innate response c complete powder the c complete powder is a true food grade vitamin c powder it's true food grade okay and then the bio c plus um is the other one that i sell which probably is the best value of any of the vitamin c's that i have and then a good whole food vitamin d product like innate response formula they have one the the, the uh, vitamin d 5000 international unit 60 count that's a really good one for the money and it's whole food most of all these are or it's in a food base um, then I have a 2000 international unit one, and then I also have a chewable. Oh, I actually have a gummy now, a, um, a gummy D3 1000. Oh, let me get that real quick. Cause I, I'm on the subject. I might as well talk a little bit about it. 
Okay, so I just added Links in to the new Megafood. Megafood is essentially the the sister company of Innate, Innate Response Formulas. So I just got this, and Taylor's my taste tester. She's super super picky, and um, she really likes these D3 gummies. She said they taste really good, and if you have children, you know, compliance is an issue. Uh, this is like the way to go. It's it's in a base of organic orange, organic cranberry, organic blueberry, and organic ginger root. And everything, pretty much everything in it is organic that I can see here. And you get a thousand international units per gummy. And there's 90 gummies. So, um, email, if you email me, I can get you a price list for all this. The prices aren't all posted here, but yeah, they're like, I think it's like $27 for one of those. And then they also have a product in. I've had people ask me about this before, I think. It's elderberry, which is, this is for immune system support. It's an elderberry gummy, okay? And again, it's from an eight, which is mega foods. And it's organic elderberry, organic wild blueberry, organic ginger root, and it also has some zinc in it, which is also super good for your uh, immune system. So I have that as well. I think it's a similar price, but if you email me, I'll send you a fee sheet. Again, I don't high pressure anybody, just give you... Give you, the, give you your options, give you the fee sheet, and go from there. Also, because I lost my gummy line, and a lot of people emailing me, I might as well just say this now. I've also got a another gummy that Taylor says tastes really good, and it's the Concentrace Gummies, and it's a trace mineral gummy. It's a natural pineapple. It's 90 gummies, and um, I don't know. I think it's in the, I think it's in the 30 It's a big bottle in the $30 range. Um and it's it's a 300 milligram trace mineral blend of full spectrum ionic trace minerals and uh it has uh other things in it as well magnesium and um boron and things of this nature and it's it's also in an organic base so trace minerals are one of those things our bodies can make a lot of the vitamins it can't make vitamin C, but it can make a lot of the vitamins if we have certain things. But it cannot create trace minerals. So trace minerals are something that a lot of people are deficient in because the soils are depleted. And this is a trace mineral gummy that tastes really good. I mean, adults, it doesn't matter. I mean, and adults could do the, the D3 as well because it's a 1,000 international units, so you're getting a pretty good dose in there. You know, So it's a way that if you had a sick child and they were super, super picky, it's something that you could give them as well and some people just like the gummies i mean from a compliance issue i found if you can't get a patient to take what you're giving them and they don't like swallowing pills well what are the alternative ways of trying to do this and I'm, I'm always kind of looking and trying to find different products and um other things that are important for the immune system a good high quality calcium supplement can be used to feed the white blood cells of the immune system and i have three different i have a powder a calmag powder and a calmag tablets and i just i prescribe one of those uh the, the, those are those are really cost effective the powder or the uh tablets and then also selenium which i'm going to be talking a lot more about and then i also give you the link for the mega food elderberry gummy also if you if you get um here's also a natural remedy for the flu over-the-counter hydrogen peroxide and they're talking about putting it in the ear at the very very first onset of the flu you start putting Drops of hydrogen peroxide in the air. You don't have to get the fancy hydrogen peroxide, the food grade. You can just use regular hydrogen peroxide. Also, I found, though, that if you have 
What can also be really effective is if you do the hydrogen peroxide and it's in your, you hear it popping and then put a drop of the silver in there and it's almost like it has some type of um, reaction and it like supercharges the hydrogen peroxide. A drop of like, you know, 500 part per million is what they say you should use in the years. I, I did, the last time I was trying to fight off something, I did 5,000 and it was fine. But man, it sounds like the 4th of July going off in your ears. You do that. There's some type of synergistic reaction between the hydrogen peroxide and the silver. And you can use those if, the, if you get that the very, very first onset of the very first symptoms of the cold. A lot of times you can knock stuff out. I mean, you load up on vitamin C, you load up on maybe some of the D3, the calcium, and then just do the, the eardrops. A lot of times you can knock it out with that and you don't even have to take the silver in mass. I'm trying to save you money, you know, because the silver is expensive. And, and I would, I would, you know, save it for when, I mean, I do a little bit every two to three days just to keep candida levels down because it's, it's, most of us are prone to that. Most of us are just prone to that. And it's very, very good. It doesn't take a lot of the silver to keep candida levels down in the body. Uh, I mean, unless you're eating like a no zero carb, carb diet, you're going to be, a lot of people are going to be prone to that. Um, and then I have a really, really good product for anything lung related. And I have found that this is a very good product to take. It's called Numazyme. It's a lung concentrate. It's probably the best overall product I've ever had for the lungs. It's one of the new, new lines I brought in from Biotics. And it is the best overall product for the lungs I have ever seen by far. And if you get sick, you know how a lot of times it'll start in your throat? So that bacterial wants to get in your throat and then it wants to work itself down into the lungs. If you start taking this, if you feel like if you haven't knocked it out of the throat and it's and it's been there for you know a day or two or whatever and you're trying to keep it out of the lungs, if you start taking the Numazyme at that time period, you don't let it. It will it is so good at preventing it from getting into the lungs. It's amazing for that. Another thing you can do, which I give you the um the info on is um let's see here uh i give you the info on how to treat lung infections with the silver you nebulize 100 part per million and five mild silver protein in the lung fields anyway i give you all that information here I'll tell you how to treat sinus infections and ear infections okay and in those particular cases you're not going to have to use very much silver to treat to do an ear infection to do a sinus infection or a lung infection you're going to be using very small amounts and it becomes very cost effective when you use it in that way when it becomes expensive is when you have to do a large amount internally okay so i give you all that that information on the uh on the silver and then if you're if you're using the pdf if you're looking at it i also give you the link to my the silver website the dr-johnson.com uh okay so let's see here oh yeah spark naturals makes those blue atomizer bottles that you can spray you can you you can put the silver in it and um atomize it into the nasal passages that's the most effective way i know of to go after a sinus infection then i give you my link to colloidal silver mild silver protein its history and uses if you want to know more about that and then I also give you my email address if you want to contact me. Or you can use the contact button. Or just reply to any email I send out. It'll get back to me. Uh, let's see. All right. So let's go further here. Okay. Now this is a 
I kind of shortened it a little bit, but it's a rather lengthy report entitled Border Crisis Being Ready to Morph into UN-Controlled Medical Martial Law. So see, this is where they would like to bring all of this, ultimately, under to create the situation that they're trying to create with all these diseased people and all of the other ways they're probably trying to spread disease. And, you know, all it would take is, is one good, you know, um, one day where they all the chemtrail planes went out with or even in, even if they regionalized it, like even over a particular area, if they knew they could spread something, just the chemtrail planes. Just every, you know, over a regional area and they, they spray an area and they know that that's going to spread throughout the United States. And they can say, oh, there was an outbreak in this area. Oh, we don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, they do because they spread it. So they have that as an option as well. They could put stuff in the water supply. They could taint the food supply. There's a lot of different ways they could spread this. It starts here and is coming to a city near you. With each successive wave of caravan um, illegal aliens comes an increased risk of deadly pandemic outbreaks for which Americans have no immunity. A mysterious polio is sweeping across the country. I think that's that mystery virus that I talked to you about before. Uh, I think I had that pulled up. Oh, yeah, here's a couple more reports. Nearly disgusting, nearly 90% of privacy curtains in hospital rooms are loaded with MRSA superbugs. MRSA. Multiple resistant staph aureus. That's the stuff that's the hardest thing in the world to get rid of. I've got a whole file on it that I can send out. If you want, if you need it, just email me and I'll send it to you. It's on MRSA. But it's very, very hard to deal with. I give you a myriad of ways to deal with it, including the silver and a lot of other things you can do to bolster it. What I'm trying to do is that I'll give you other things that you can add to the silver, which hope, hopefully will translate into you not needing as much of the silver. In other words, yes, you could totally rely on the silver and it costs you an arm and a leg, or you could add in these other things which are more cost effective, which ultimately will decrease the amount of silver you will need to take into your body. So I'm, I'm always trying to save people money if I can. I'm trying to do unto others as I would done unto myself. The next one is mystery virus spreading like wildfire across U.S. population, putting people in a bed for a month. Is this a depopulation bioweapon experiment? And this was in the last email, the last health newsletter that I just sent out. I think that's this mysterious polio virus. I don't know. Uh, Border Patrol agents are growing increasingly concerned about the disease, diseases for which Americans have no immunity and which are coming across the border. We already know that people from Africa make up part of the caravans. I haven't even talked about that. We, are we so naive to think that w that more serious illnesses are not on the way? What is going to happen when one of the new illnesses is Ebola? I have previously reported that Monsanto, or Monsatino, as many call them, has partnered with the Department of Defense to use a proxy third-party company to develop a vaccine against Ebola. Oh, I'm sure that they're just, they're so concerned about our health and they only want the best for us. Monsatino and the Department of Defense. The seed money began at 1.5 million. The value of the deal could grow to an estimated 86, a cool, a cool 86 million dollars. There's a difference between 86 million and a cool 86 million. Sorry, a little humor there. The company's name is Tecmira Pharmaceuticals Corporation, or TKMR, a leading developer of RNA, which stands for ribonucleic acid, interference therapeutics. Um, TKM Ebola is an anti-Ebola virus RNAi therapeutic and is being developed under a $140 million contract with the U.S. Department of Defense. Defense's Medical Countermeasure System Biodefense Therapeutics. That's a mouthful. Joint Product Management Office. 
as breaking and shocking of a news story as this has the potential to be, the real story is that this is not the most important part of the Ebola threat, which has invaded the United States. The truth of the matter is that these unholy and untrustworthy applications, when it comes to fighting the Ebola virus, represent the mere tip of the iceberg. The more one digs into who is behind the creation and development of vaccines for treating Ebola, the more the conspiracy networks widen. The most amazing fact is how incredibly easy it was for me to locate this information. This is Dave Hodges reporting. I want to be clear on this point. Ebola was invented. A vaccine for Ebola has existed for over 10 years. It doesn't mean it's going to work, but it was invented. Just like they invented AIDS, they, they created AIDS. That was well-known. Dr. Gallo, I mean, you can just keep Dr. Gallo and AIDS. I mean, you'll find the literal quotes. You'll find the guys being interviewed where they're chuckling about how we created it in a lab and we injected it into the gay male populations in like 1978 in San Francisco, Chicago, and New York City. And that's what, that's what caused its initial spread among the gay populations. And they also did it over in Africa. Okay, so... All of this has been done by design on purpose. Okay. A lot of these diseases. I mean, AIDS is a, what they call a retrovirus. That doesn't even occur in nature. You have to engineer that. Well, Ebola is the same way. So, And so is Lyme disease, which I also have an extensive protocol for. All of these are created um, by the government in order to depopulate and to create a weak, weak sickly population. And, you know, destroy us. Because they love us so much. Um, anyway, some government-sponsored institutions as well as some global elite have positioned themselves to profit enormously from the spread of the virus and the development of, in, of and dissemination of mandatory, mandatory Ebola vaccines and the imposition of total medical martial law in the process. Here's the proof. Human Ebola virus species and compositions and methods thereof. This is like some, I don't know, lab document that he found. And he says, amazingly, the CDC owns the patent on Ebola in all future strains. The summary of the invention section of the patent document also clearly claims that the U.S. government's claiming ownership over all Ebola viruses that share as little as 70% similarity with the Ebola that it originally invented. Why would a government organization claim to have invented this infectious disease and then claim a monopoly over its exploitation for commercial use? It is clear the CDC plans to claim royalties on the Ebola vaccines. This certainly increases the likelihood that vaccines will become mandatory, thus increasing the profit margin and potential for the patent holders, because that's all that matters. Them killing people and them making money. Death, misery, and destruction and making money. You know, that's all that really matters, right? Here's the whole patent right here. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but you can look at it. It gives you name, whatever, when it was done, and all the stuff. This just broke um, <clears throat> in the last four or five days, excuse me. New Ebola outbreak kills 410 people. Spread expected to continue for months. I'm, I'm assuming this is in Africa. Um, so you can click on that link if you like. Clearly Ebola is man-made and this patent proves this intention. Why does the CDC need to own the patent on Ebola? Perhaps we should ask Bill Gates why he has donated $50 million to the UN and the CDC in the name of fighting Ebola. When... He's on record stating that if we do a really good job on vaccines, we could lower, you know, world population because they know it's a depopulation tool. I, I played that audio clip before. You've probably heard it a hundred times. The CDC has partnered in this fight against Ebola, has a partner. And the, one of the main ones is Curacel and the National Institutes of Health. 
and the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, and of course the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Since when would Gates not expect a return on his investment? Gates and Michael Bloomberg have already contributed large sums of money to numerous vaccination causes, such as the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, originally launched in 1988 by the World Health Organization, and we know we can trust them, the Rotary International, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, and the United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, because they care so much about the kiddies. They just want to kill them and maim them and, you know, as quickly as possible. The return on investment has been impressive. Gates has announced that he would plan to vaccinate every child in the third world with multiple vaccines, which could result in a dramatic population re reduction of 10 to 15%, and that's, he's on, he's on record saying that on audio. He literally was, in, I think he was doing a TED talk. Do you realize the enormous profits that could be realized by vaccinating every child in the third world? If we apply Gates' penchant for investing in causes which produce a hefty return on investment, or ROI, then one could reasonably suspect that Gates is positioning himself for a profit on the $50 million he has invested in the Ebola, uh, which conveniently includes the CDC the, and the holder for the patent on the Ebola. When an unsuspecting public is finally told of the existence of an Ebola vaccine, the Global Fund will be in charge, and the Global Fund is an organization, will be in charge of the distribution of this vaccine. Interestingly, Bill Gates has donated a total of $560 million to the Global Fund. Wow, he is so generous. I mean, he's doing so much for Satan. The Global Fund has also positioned themselves to be in charge of the distribution of the newly developed and not yet announced vaccines for TB, which we're seeing multitudes of cases pour across the border. It's highly contagious. TB and HIV. Since the goal is vaccination of every man, woman, and child on the planet with multiple vaccines, Gates' Gates's $560 million con contribution to the Global Fund is chump change compared to the expected return on investment. However, on deck is the Ebola virus. That's the one we really got to be looking at right now. During such events as UN-sponsored medical martial law, the CDC could screen people at airports and other transport hubs apprehended um, and apprehend those they suspect of being ill for three days and potentially quarantine or isolate them pending a medical review. And all it's going to take is a little bit of, oh, he's got a little cough. Oh, we're going to have to detain him. Oh, and he's also on the on our list, on our red list. We're really going to, he looks, oh, he's totally healthy. Yeah, but he, he's on our list. So we're just going to say he looks sick and we're going to take him off to the FEMA camp. So all I'm saying is that when we get into these situations, if, if it gets to this point and um, there's a pandemic breaking out, you better be very, very, very careful about where you're traveling because they may have medical checkpoints and they may, may be doing what they call wellness checks. And if you're on their list of people that need to be taken out, it's not going to matter that you're totally healthy. All they're going to know is you're on their list and they're going to, they're, the, the cars behind you aren't going to know that you're healthy. And when they drag you out, you and your family out of the car or whatever, and take you up, put you on the FEMA camp bus and tase you and, and put you on there and take you off to the FEMA camps. Now, I'm not saying God can't protect you. I'm just saying this could be a potential case scenario. It's not going to matter if you're healthy or not. I do believe under the guise of this pandemic, they're going to remove a multitude of their of their enemies 
under the guise of this. They're just traveling and not even thinking that this is going to happen to them. They're going to be caught totally unawares. Well, you've heard it from me on multiple occasions that they're, this is what they're planning on doing. So they're going to accomplish, they're killing two birds with one stone on this. Getting who they term as, you know, political dissidents or whatever, their enemies off the street, and then also people that appear to be infected. Excerpts from The Atlantic, which is a consistent mouthpiece for the Trilateral Commission, says, quote, It is the CDC is already authorized to detain people suspected of carrying diseases like the plague, Ebola, and in smallpox. But the new rule does not, does away with a formal list. It extends the same powers to any quarantinable communicable disease and uses a wider range of symptoms from a list that federal agents can update as the needs arise for defining, quote, ill people. Like I said, all they're going to need to know is see your ID. They scan that ID or run, run that ID. And if you're on one of their lists, you're going off, most likely. And nobody's going to be the wiser because you're going to be on the road somewhere and there's going to be, unless God intervenes at that particular exact, and I'm not saying he can't, but I want to give you a heads up on this. James Hodge Jr., professor of public health law and of ethics at Arizona State University, said he feels that the CDC risks sacrificing personal liberty at the altar of flexibility and expediency. The rule allows the CDC to move on somebody based on some belief that they might pose some amorphous risk to others, says Hodge. This is not a standard that survives constitutional scrutiny. Oh, that they, they don't care about that. For a start, the rule is sparse when it comes to due process. It allows the CDC to detain travelers indefinitely before deciding whether to quarantine them, saying only that the agency doesn't expect such apprehensions to last for more than 72 hours. It does make provisions for legal counsel if people can't afford a lawyer themselves, and it puts any reviews of the agency's decisions under the auspices of its own employees, rather than a neutral third party. So it's like the fox guarding the hen house. They could have the most satanic people screening you and, you know, determining, making determinations one by one on who goes and who stays. Using the rule, a future administration could hold travelers in government custody for days or weeks without providing any explanation or opportunity for the individuals to challenge their detentions. Write Emma Roth and Kyle Edwards from the Yale Law School. Surprised. Yale would actually say that, anybody from there. The rule also gives the CDC ultimate authority to carry out medical tests and treatments, stating that individuals' consent shall not be considered as a prerequisite to the exercise of any authority. So they have total authority over you and your body. You don't, it, they don't care if you give them consent. You could say, I don't want anything to do with this. I do not give you consent. Well, guess what? That's not going to be anything they even consider. Because their authority usurps any personal rights you might have. Welcome to Nazi Germany. Okay? Pandemic scenario, you, you just better understand. Nazi Germany. Where's your papers? Are you suspicious in any way, shape, or form? Are you on any of our lists? Do you look sick in any of our... And you got satanic people making that call. I mean, we're talking worst case scenario. 
That's medi medically and ethical, says Hodge, since informed consent has always been the bedrock of medicine for decades. These revelations from the Atlantic are concerning enough. However, the CDC policies are simply expanding the power of medical martial law. And when one examines the fine points, it is a license to remove undesirables and deplorables and political opponents from society. And they can do so under the guise of protecting the public. That's the other thing I was telling you about. This is where America will truly learn the finer points of FM 39.4, i.e. FEMA camps, as the issue of medical martial law was decided under Obama under the Obama administration. And this section is entitled United Nations and Medical Martial Law. As Ebola is beginning to spread once again throughout Africa, the Atlantic would have you believe that the CDC is scrambling to come up with containment and legal policies designed for quarantine, etc. Nothing could be further from the truth, though. The issue was decided in 2014 when the CDC enacted now pandemic policies. The new policies are draconian, and they represent backdoor implementation of martial law and the removal of undesirables. I think they would they would want to do it from this standpoint more than they would want to do it from any other because they would want people to spread the disease, but they want to get their political opponents off the streets. They want to get the people in the alternative media off the streets. They 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 they, and they know that a certain percentage of people this is going to force them out into the into the open because they're not prepared, and they're going to seek medical help and they're gonna they're gonna learn this. I mean, hopefully, people in alternative media would know better, but you know, I don't know. People will do desperate things when it comes to, you know, if they th feel like they're going to die. And I'm not judging them for that. I'm just saying, man, you, <laughs> you want to be, oh boy, you want to make sure that, you know, your, your, your prepping on this is done as soon as possible. Anyway, let's go forward here. Uh, Okay, so the new policies are draconian and they represent the backdoor implementation of martial law and the removal of undesirables. As previously referenced multiple times on the Common Sense Show, that thanks to Obama, the United Nations can unilaterally impose a state of medical martial law. The United Nations, now they're already, they would already be on the, the street, the Russians and the Chinese that I've told you so much about, they would come out of hiding, come out of the underground bases, come out of wherever they're at. They'd be the blue hats, the light blue hats on the streets, you know, and this is under this guise. Can you can you see how could they, they could accomplish a hundred times more under a pandemic scenario? Because they could come like they're the good guys. You know, we're, we're the good guys. Yeah, we're going to take your guns. Yes, we're going to take you away to the FEMA camp. Well, yes, we'll probably blow you away in your own house if you give us any, any resistance. Yes, we can kill, steal, rape, and pillage. That's what we've been promised by the Chinese government and by the Russian government. We've come here to take your stuff. Sure. But we're going to come like we're, we're, you know, the next best thing since sliced bread. We're your buddies. And I mean, how dare you resist us? We're just trying to do you the favor. And most of your neighbors will be in compliance with this unless they're in the know. That's why it's so important to educate people. If you can. Now remember, this is all apart from God. And I'm not saying God can't intervene. I'm not saying God can't protect you. But these are things that, you know, watchmen do. They warn about this kind of stuff. Uh, so, in fact, the smoking resettlement regulations, the smoking gun resettlement regulations, i.e. FEMA camp army regulations, known as FM 3-39.401-5, states that foreign troops will eventually occupy FEMA camps, referred to as re resettlement camps. 
This section of the paper is the smoking gun for medical martial law as per UN takeover of the handling of a medical crisis. And they give you all the verbiage here if you want to read that. Army document FM 3-39.401-5 clearly speaks to the fact that there is absolute intent to use foreign military assets to imprison American citizens. 100%. I think this is the, this is the easiest, most hassle-free way for the UN to get these foreign troops on our streets. And they could take out a large swath of our military with their custom vaccine. Well, here we're going to we're going to vaccinate you for for this for this thing so you can go out and help the people and then they drop dead. Because at that point I, I think that they'll just want to do that. I'm not saying they drop dead like 2 minutes later, but maybe within a day or two or three most of them all drop dead. And maybe they've been pre-targeted to get certain vaccines, the ones that they know weren't going to go along with the plan. Because they know a lot of our own troops aren't going to go along with this. Well, if they line up, roll up their sleeve for the shot, and, and if you're in the military, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, you're not supposed to resist that. Who put that in motion? Bill Clinton, he signed an executive order when he was in office. It's in my Avion Flu presentation. I give you the exact name of it. Where in the military, not only do you have to take every shot they want to give you, but they don't have to tell you what's in the shot at all or what it's even for. You have no right over your own body if you're in the military. None. And they vaccinate them to the gills. I've had so many listeners email me that were in the military that basically tell me my life's over. I'm, I'm done. I'm ruined. I've, I had, you know, 20 vaccines in one day, one time, and that was just one day. I've got all these unbelievably horrific symptoms, and I'm basically damaged goods. And that's what they want to do. They want to make sure that when the military's done, they, they put them through multiple, multiple tours, give them as much P PTSD as they can post-traumatic stress disorder, run them ragged, put them in the most evil situations, vaccinate them to the gills, who knows what else they're doing to them, so that when they come back, they're, they're ineffective. And then the VA's not going to help them any either. It's all by design. All the stuff's by design. On purpose. How will these foreign assets be utilized? When Ebola or some other pandemic strikes, the changes in the handling of Ebola patients have already been planned for through a series of legal actions. Most of them are executive orders. For example, the executive order entitled Revised List of Quarantinable Com Communicable Diseases amends Executive Order 13295 passed by George W. Bush in April 2003, which allows for the apprehension, detention, and conditional release of individuals. And see, here's my fear. With as trueless as clueless as trump appears on some levels maybe he is playing 40 chess but as clueless as he appears on some levels like a great example was the this attorney general Barr that that you know he just nominated i mean just could could it be worse could it be worse okay i'm not assuming that he's any rocket scientist when it comes to this issue and he will probably go and do whatever his handlers are telling him to do all of his yes men that are around him, that are giving him horrible counsel. He'll probably go along with every single thing under a pandemic guise because he thinks he's getting good counsel and he thinks he knows enough about it. And he's not going to have a clue. I mean, he's going along with the 5G. Yeah, get it, get it, get it up. We, 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 got, we need it for the money. We need it for all the jobs it's going to create. Yeah, it's going to kill everybody and create a, a literal kill grid and a total enslavement of, of, the, of the country. I've, I've proven that over and over again. Got all kind of more information on that to cover, but I can't get to it today. He's going along that fine, you know. Goes out to the 
California. Oh yeah, this the, the reason these fires happened is because they 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 had bad forestry management, and they and that was one small reason, but it had nothing to do with the dues directed energy weapons raining down hell on Paradise, California, and all these other towns where people were literally incinerated in their car instantly, where they couldn't even get out of their car. Whole swaths of land. One burning's one building is totally imploded and incinerated, and the next one right next to it is totally left left untouched. The trees are left untouched, and then the next building next to that is totally incinerated. How does that happen? I just I, I don't know. I mean I, I hope I eat all these words. I really do. I want to eat these words. But I'm just telling you what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And up till this point, he hasn't done anything about any of the issues I just stated. And they're major, major things. And when I see him acting that way and him being that clueless, if that's, at wor you know, best case scenario, he's that clueless. Worst case scenario, he's, he knows everything and he's going along with it and he loves it. Okay. Let's say best case scenario, he's clueless. Well, do you think he's going to know all the stuff I just talked about here? And how this could be an excuse to get foreign troops on our soil? He'll probably go along with all of it. Because he'll think, well, there's no other choice. Or he'll not be given the full story. I don't know, man. I just, you know, I can't help but think that. I'm just thinking out loud. I hope I'm wrong. But stuff to pray about. Anyway, um, let's see here. I mean, what a fun study. I mean, really, you know, it's just fun stuff. and just it's fun. One word to describe this whole study is fun. Sorry, I have to get a little sarcastic sometimes when I deal with stuff like this. Um, a little levity. Let's see here. Uh, let me just, I'll, I'll say the last. For example, executive order entitled revised list of quarantinable communicable diseases. These are all linked. You can click on them to see that they're real. Amends executive order 1329, 295 passed by george w bush in uh the satanist george w bush in april of 2003 which allows for the apprehension detention or conditional release of individuals and ebola is specifically mentioned even though president bush specifically mentioned ebola as an illness which would permit the authorities to utilize forced quarantines obama then took the portion this portion of the executive order to a whole new level Obama previously had granted his administration the authority to detain in any manner deemed necessary any person who demonstrates any degree of respiratory distress. Wow. So you literally clear your throat. Okay, you're coming away to FEMA camp. You're going to die. How dare you try to spread this, you unvaccinated vermin. So again, it's, it's like Satan guarding the hen house. Not even the fox. It's Satan. This means people with non-infectious asthma could be detained. When the, when the forced transport of Ebola patients begins to occur, relatively healthy people will be joining them in this death parade march to camps being run with foreign assets. The Chinese and the foreign troops who hate our guts. It is my belief that Ebola will be the impetus to send people to the camps. It very well could be. I mean, this is the exact reason why I did the avian flu presentation back in 2006, because of this same scenario. This is taking it to a whole other level, though. The stuff we're dealing with now. But this is no by, 
by no means the end game. These camps will quickly morph into martial law detainment camps for American dissidents. I would imagine that many alternative media broadcasters will develop asthma potentially over the next month, over the next few months if this is implemented. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, you know, elbow into the ribs. Alternative media broadcasters. Yeah, they, it's funny. Which all those alternative media broadcasters, we had to go round them up. Had to do it. Conclusion. It is increasingly clear that Ebola, the Ebola crisis will be used to impose medical martial law. Well, okay. Potentially, you know, hopefully the hand of God will move and maybe avert this. There could be other things that could do it. But it is a very likely suspect, I have to say. Ebola-infected people, those exposed to Ebola-infected people, and those with any type of respiratory distress will also be transported to these death camps. And now, thanks to the CDC regulations, which greatly expands the power of medical martial law, expect a major false flag in the near future as all the necessary pieces have been put into play. Some humans coming to the border have unknowingly been weaponized. This is a good old-fashioned coup against President Trump by the UN under the guise of protecting the public. And as usual, it's kind of a typical Dave Hodges article where, you know, we're all going to die. There's no hope at all. Uh, some positive verses. A little positivity here. Psalm 17.8. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings, the psalmist said to God. Psalm 36.7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 57, 1. And this is when, this is a Psalm of David when he fled from Saul in the cave. He said, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Yes, these are good positive verses to dwell on. Psalms in general is real positive. If you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, get into Psalms. You know? Psalm 63, 7, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. So I want to emphasize that stuff. You know, that's what I want to emphasize. And, um, oh, I have my little disclaimer here, just, you know, for whatever purposes of, I'm not claiming to cure disease or anything like that. I have my little disclaimer here. And this, I've went over this information before. But this is on Ebola. If, if we got, if an Ebola thing struck, this is the protocol for Ebola. 10,000 part per million is mandatory for Ebola. Now this is from Invive, and this is from Invive. And I wrote a comment here, and I've, I've covered this in one other teaching, but I'm just gonna kinda quickly cover this again. But you might wanna print this whole section out. You might wanna print out the section on the immune system, because if the computers go down, if we get hit with an EMP, the only thing, is, the only thing you're gonna have is whatever you have in print books and things you printed out 10,000 part per million in vive silver is mandatory for for ebola meaning the correct protocol in a life and death situation where death is imminent within 72 hours now i would also say if all you had was 5,000, just double your dose okay uh if you do not think you will die in 72 hours then take the 5,000 part per million well how are you going to determine that i have no idea but some Ebola patients die in 48 hours and some in 21 days. If you are already bleeding from orifices in your body, oof, then the Ebola has advanced and you must use the 10,000. Well, again, if you've only got five, double your dosage. 
But again, that's why it's it would be good to have multiple battles per family member of the 5,000. And you could say, well, that's so expensive. And I'm like, I know. And I'm sorry. But again, I have nothing to do with the pricing structure. And literally, like I said before, if you compare that to a bottle of 10 part per million, which you get in a health food store, it's literally like getting 500 of those bottles, one bottle of 5,000 which is like $10,000 worth of their silver. You could say, well, I can make it in my generator. Okay, if you want to make a really crappy, low part per million silver that has no stability, I'm not saying it's not better than anything. And if that's all you had access to, by all means. But in order to treat something this virulent, um, I, I, it's just not really the way I would go if I could avoid it. So it says, tell your people, and this is from Invive, Ebola can kill within 48 hours to 21 days. It takes a minimum of three days to ship the Invive from our factory because our manufacturing is in a small town where it, where it is delayed by United States Postal Service for one day for the civil to travel to the airport to the next larger city. That is why we ship priority because if we ship if we shipped express overnight, it would still take two to three days to arrive. In worst case of Ebola infection, by the time the silver is delivered to them in three days, they could be dead so they must purchase in advance and have the silver on hand to be safe that is just a plain actual fact again do as the lord leads you i don't want to be up here i'm telling you that this is what invive is telling me is the protocol for ebola i'm just reading this okay so um i'm not trying to strong arm anybody or whatever i'm not like that i just ugh. um anyway i have this is the owner of the company, Lawrence. He says, I have three bottles of the 10,000 PPM with me whenever I travel. That would be, that's good. Three bottles of the 10,000 10 PP, 10, PPM. I do have 10,000 PPM bottles and 10,007 PPM bottles on special, far below the price you'll pay at dr-johnson.com, dr hyphen dot com um, i do have those on special i still do have some of the five on special um five thousand my inventory is getting low but i have ten i have ten seven i've got every strength okay and i've got five anyway um plus i give you free shipping on anything if you order one bottle of five thousand everything in your order is free the shipping's free is what i mean the shipping is um and the prices I have on it are a lot less than the website. Remember, the website that I mentioned before, isn't that's a website that Invive put up for me. Anyway, um, he says that is barely enough, meaning 10,000. Three bottles of the 10,000 is barely enough, meaning the minimum to attack Ebola while waiting for more silver to arrive. So they should have at least three bottles of 10,000 stockpiled in advance, I guess, per person assuming the ups united states postal service trucks are even up and running during the ebola outbreak which there's a pretty good chance they won't be and that cities are not locked down with no one allowed to enter or leave including the courier trucks which i mean that is a pretty high possibility okay so i'm just looking at this i tell you i give you more information on on the protocol uh, I give you even more information. It's more specific. I'm not going to get into every little bit of minutia on this. But now note, 
selenium has been found to be almost totally depleted from the soils where Ebola is prevalent in Africa and has been found to be very helpful in prevention of Ebola. I recommend the selenium, I think the best selenium on the planet is the innate selenium. Innate brand selenium, which is the one I carry and sell. I've used it for years. It's like 28 a bottle. And then I also have another one from Genestria selenium, and it's a liquid, and it's only 14. And each drop, you're getting 100 micrograms of selenium which is 143% of the RDA. And there's 230 drops per 15 milliliter bottle. And it's only 14 bucks. I know selenium is antiviral. It does have, if you have any case, any kind of virus, herpes, hepatitis, whatever, dealing with any, Ebola, the selenium will ultimately lower the amount of silver you would need to take to get over this is the point i'm trying to make i'm trying to save people money and this selenium that i've got i mean i think if you were going to keep something on hand for like emergency purposes the genestria selenium is the way to go because you got a bot each bottle has 230 drops and each drop has 100 micrograms of selenium which is 143 percent of the rda i've heard that now, probably short term, you could probably do like 10 drops a day, but I wouldn't want to tell you to do that every day. That's too much. That's, that's, you're getting too much of this trace mineral into the body. But short term, you're okay. Like you're trying to save someone's life is what I mean. Um, long term, you would only want to do like two to three drops per day if you're an adult. That's all you would need. Now, it's not like the organic selenium from an eight. But that one, if you look at what you're, I'm talking about saving a life or getting somebody out of the woods as quickly as possible. In that case, you know, keep some of this Genestria selenium on hand. And I, I, I got to imagine it's got a really long shelf life too. You know, this is probably something that would last for a long time. So that's something to think about. Anyway, I give you the, the label of the, so the selenium, the uh, liquid that I just mentioned. And again, a link to my email address and, that type of stuff so computational genomic analysis of hemorrhagic fever viruses um they talk about ebola being a viral selenoprotein and biosynthesis of this protein could impose an unprecedented selenium demand on the host potentially in other words they they term in this particular really fancy schmancy advanced level um pubmed paper they say that ebola is a viral selenoprotein like selenium it has to do with selenium so when you get contract ebola it will impose an unprecedented selenium demand on the host meaning it's going to deplete your selenium like crazy leading to severe lipid peroxidation and cell main some membrane destruction and contributing contributing to the hemorrhagic symptoms which is where you start to bleed out of every orifice of your body it is well documented that selenium plays a significant role in the regulation of blood clotting via its effects on the thromboxane prostacyclin ratio and affects its complement system so in other words you want to have selenium with the silver okay 
And that's is why I don't like putting all my, my eggs in one basket with the silver. Because I'm like, well, what if you were like totally de selenium depleted? Which a lot of people are because it's not in the food. Unless you're like eating organic and or maybe have your own organic garden or whatever. Or supplementing with it. It's not in the food. So what if you just do the silver and your selenium's like rock bottom? Well, you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain. All of a sudden, you, t you add the selenium in, and now the silver's working 20 times better or 50 times better. There's another component, too, I haven't even talked about yet, which is another thing. And all these things I'm mentioning, like the selenium and the vitamin C, which we're going to be talking about next, are way cheaper than the silver. The silver is the most powerful thing, though. It's the, most, it's, it's the, most, it's the thing with the most potential to save a life. By far, to kill infections. But these are other things you can do to complement it to ultimately, hopefully, you will end up taking far, far less silver if you have these other things at play. In addition to the Invive Silver, an Ebola patient needs a high-dose vitamin C. And I, but I would never advise that to be ascorbic acid. The, like ascorbic GMO ascorbic acid. Synthetic. The Invive Silver stops the Ebola virus, but you must put the vitamin C back in their body that the Ebola has taken away. So it depletes selenium and it depletes vitamin C. And guess what? A lot of stuff does that. A lot of things do that in the body. I mean, when I get, if I'm fighting off something, man, I feel like my body's just telling me to pound the vitamin C. And like I said, probably the best for the, for the bang for the buck vitamin C that I've got right now it's not as natural as as the as the C powder from an eight, but it's it's not ascorbic acid though. Uh, it does get the job done. Is that is the one I said before the C one thousand by Biotics? That's the one. And, and anyway, I give you the link to it up above in this PDF, and and I could send you the um, um, the fee sheet too if you email me. Oh, let's see here. Um, Again, for clarity, the Invive Medical Silver wipes out, eradicates the Ebola virus. But here is what Ebola does that is fatal. It causes the complete removal of all vitamin C from the body. It sounds like it does the same thing to selenium. No one actually knows what mechanism is involved in doing this other than, than a malfunction that is not permanently destructive to whatever is triggered to remove all vitamin C. All the researchers know is that vitamin C drops to zero and all symptoms of Ebola are consistent with a complete loss of vitamin C. And it also sounds like selenium. So what if you've got a really, really high vitamin C and a really, really high selenium stack? Most likely you're not even going to get it. But if you did by chance and you have high levels and you go on the silver, you'll probably be able to, you know, knock it out way, way better and quicker than you know, obviously, if you're depleted in those things to begin with. And our body cannot manufacture vitamin C. Animals can do that. But humans cannot manufacture vitamin C in the body, and they have to get it from outside sources. Can't, can't manufacture selenium either. It's a trace mineral. That's why I was talking about these trace mineral gummies that I got. You can't, you can't create those. Gotta, you got to get them from an outside source. Um, the actual way Ebola kills is, is by causing a severe cytokine release in the blood vessel walls, which if already irritated by a viral assault will rupture from the initiation of a strong cytokine release. With regard to Ebola, the exact cytokine is called IL-6, which is inhibited by 41% with adequate vitamin C present. 
So if there's adequate vitamin C in your system, the, the main component by which Ebola creates a cytokine storm in the body is inhibited by 41%. I love synergism. I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. This means that this is this mode of action alone, vitamin C will reduce the impact of Ebola by 41%. If you combine this with the fact that vitamin C will strengthen the blood vessels as well, yes, it has that component, especially if it's from a in like a whole food base and has the bioflavonoids in it, it will strengthen the blood vessel walls. Um, the two ways vitamin C helps will work in a combination to present, prevent death from Ebola, especially if Ebola, which removes all vitamin C, weakens the blood vessel walls by removing vitamin C to begin with. I mean, hey, if you didn't have any silver and all you had was like vitamin C or whatever, but really it needs to be, you know, like in a food base or a whole food one, you, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't rely on that. This is like life or death stuff, but I mean, hey, if that's all you had, you know, it might be enough. I don't know. It, it depends how bad it got in your system. It, you know, it depends what your, the status of your immune system is like, but you know, the selenium and then you have some of the silver, man, it's a good way to go. Uh, so taking a true natural vitamin C is a major factor in fighting off Ebola, especially considering Ebola is the chief action its chief action of fatality is causing blood vessels to rupture through the body where you bleed out of every orifice. Vitamin C um, strengthens the blood vessels. So I give you the three that I carry here. And um, I, we already, I already covered this. But here's another thing about selenium. is It is known that selenium prevents a number of retroviruses like HIV, Coxsackie, Ebola, Marburg and flu viruses from replicating in the host cells. It interferes with the reverse transcription of the viral RNA to viral DNA, thus preventing viral replication. So that's what selenium does. Researchers show it prevents the progression of HIV to AIDS. Professor Luck Mottinger of the Pasteur Institute, one of the discoverers of HIV, states that selenium was currently the most realistic hope for those infected with HIV in the world's impoverished nations. Just selenium. Because there's they don't have it in the soils. And this of the slowing of the pro progression of HIV to AIDS. And I give you... Uh, um, here's my links to Avion Flu, what to expect. And how to prepare. Um, Avion Flu, killer of millions. There's my... Uh, another link to the to that report there it's all free and then i also did a dr johnson's preparedness survival pandemic teaching so i probably get into a lot of the same stuff there but maybe a little bit more detail here in this link you can click on all that it's all free and then it looks like we're getting to the end here thank god um he bleaches the friend of ebola's fight as for a as for a pressure washer sprayer if they're using 5.25 household bleach at a rate of a 1 to 10 ratio, meaning I believe one part bleach, 10, no, yeah, one part bleach, 10 part water, for 10 minutes of exposure, that would effectively kill the virus. Meaning, if you had it in a sprayer, let's say you were trying to treat a large area, okay, um, and you wanted to make sure that area was sterile or, or the virus had been killed you could use a one to 10 ratio of household bleach, one part household bleach and not the kind that's scented, 10 parts water, spray an area and that, and then 
wait 10 minutes and that would effectively, we know that that will, um, in studies, that will actually kill the Ebola virus. Making a mixture of bleach and water will provide only the disinfectant, not the detergent though. Therefore, a two-step process may be needed if cleaning is to be performed prior to disinfection. If, if a bleach water mixture is made, use only chlorine bleach without scent additive as this re re reduces the resultant parts per million of available chlorine. There is a difference between germicidal bleach, laundry bleach, and discounted bleach, and it shows you the differences there. You, you need to look at the PDF to get that. A contact time of one minute for the bleach and water solution should provide adequate disinfection of non-pore surfaces. And uh, up above, they were saying 10 minutes, so I would, and then they say it's, it's good to let it air dry. Providing for appropriate disinfectant contact time, which refers to the amount of time necessary for a germicide to come in contact with the organism, the result is a significant reduction in the number of microorganisms, and this is a critical step in the disinfection process. Okay, so, and then this is where I give you the information on the shield blend, the thieves, basically, but it's called shield blend, spark naturals. I give you a link to the product. I don't have any vested interest in that. It's just... And then I also give you the link to YouTube on how to make the Thieves hand sanitizer because that can be a tremendous thing. And I'm going to cover this really quick. I wasn't planning on it, but it's one of those breaking things I just saw today. Zimbabwe, and this is the last thing, Zimbabwean chaos, army rounding up people door-to-door, -door, shooting them, internet is cut off. The government of Zimbabwe raised fuel prices to a wonderful $12 per gallon. And the people of the country rose up in protest. Now the Zimbabwe army is going door to door, rounding up people and shooting many of them dead on the spot. And again, this is what they have planned for the whole planet. If they had their way, Satan had his way. The government has also cut off all internet and all social media to prevent the outside world from finding out. Well, they're basically starting to do, this, do the same thing here, aren't they? They're cutting off all social media where, I mean... They're banning people from, from, you know, whatever, but they'll get to a point where they'll go this route where they'll just, you know, internet kill switch and all social media will be down as a result of that because they, they're trying to prevent the outside war from finding out all the satanic things they're doing. Images and videos below have been secreted, secreted out of Zimbabwe and they show the gruesome scenes of the roundups, the shootings and the horrific murder by army troops. I can't put the, the, the images in there and I, I advise you don't even look at them they're some of them are really bad i mean carnage savage bad troops began going door to door about 36 hours ago this is very recent i mean that's why i wanted to talk about this today but no one could warn anyone else because of communications including the internet and social media have been ordered to be cut off by the wonderful zimbabwe government a lady they were posting on social media. They were saying very, very worrying news about Zimbabwe. Internet completely blocked. Army on the streets. Violence. Injuries. Her name was Kate Hoey. And then another lady that sounds like she's from there says, Our families are being slaughtered like pigs in broad daylight. And then comments about this article. There's a guy that commented. He says, There is an attempt by the globalists and the United Nations to ignite and export this worldwide. And again, we're seeing it here. All of the release of, of the um, illegal aliens and the Muslims and the people from, you know, the African countries coming up through our border. And this is, again, this is why Na Nancy Pelosi and all those, those devil Democrats are fighting it so hard. 
because it's such an important part of Satan's plan to, to literally cause this pandemic and cause a collapse of our infrastructure and bring in a voting block. And there's so many objectives they're, they're accomplishing by letting this happen. So that's why nothing Trump's going to offer them is going to appease them. It's not going to be enough. The UN Migration Pact is part of this plan. American apartheid, resurrecting communism's South African playbook in the land of the free. Evidently, that's a book that you can read on this. Oh, and he gives you a link to a Zero Hedge article on what the actual agenda is. A guy named Pastor Sam says Zimbabwe is being heavily fortified with Chinese weapons, including S-400 type anti-aircraft missiles to prevent the U.S. Air Force intervention as violent genocide occurs both there and in neighboring South Africa. Because we know what's going on in South Africa. I've reported on that over and over. South Africa is the only nation on the continent fully subscribed to the BRICS Financial Cooperation Group. And the communists are going to fight for it. They plan to fortify, fortify a foothold in the Americas. Uh, is similarly underway the only, and only just behind in the unleashing of a similar violence. Unbelievable. And then some buddy named The Truth Burns says, why care about a continent full of subhuman, sub-ADIQ, tribal, and predominantly Muslim cavemen? And then a lady posts back, Bonnie Cullen, and says, you are greatly mistaken. I'm a 75-year-old white female who spent time with the lovely uh, black people of Zimbabwe. This country is mainly Christian with a very low percentage of Muslims. I visited, and again, that's why they probably want to target it. I visited with highly intelligent and educated black people. They have been persecuted for decades with poor living conditions and non-existent government infrastructure maintenance. Where is the U UN? Well, you don't want the UN to show up because then it's really going to get carnage. But where is the UN when people are inhumanely treated like this? Oh, And that's all I got for today, folks. So I'm going to just go ahead and close it out there. I'll put the prayer list up at the top there. And um, it's... 349 a.m. where I'm at and uh, this took quite a long time so God bless you and we will see you and hopefully Lord willing <laughs> in the next teaching